Hi, can I take your order? Yes, I'll have the Trenta no foam, five shot, half calf, no foam, pumpkin spice latte with two pumps of banana split syrup with no foam at 210 degrees. Sir, that's really hot. That's two degrees below boiling. I'm sorry, did I enter a wormhole to a universe where this coffee house does not possess the technology to heat my favorite autumnal tradition at 210 degrees? I like my pumpkin spice banana split lattes extra hot, so please comply with my request. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so hard to read, Jesus. Um, that was a tongue twister. I know, oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> that was from Scream Queens. Um, the OG Scream Queen, Emma Roberts, who played Chanel, had that, that lovely exchanging of words with a barista at... A coffee shop in that show, which I'm obsessed with. <laughs> I love it. Why do I get the feeling that that would actually be Emma Roberts' order? I don't know. She, I mean, she plays the same character in like every movie and I'm living for it. I really hope they bring that show back for a third season. In my I don't watch it, but I do love her. So I hope that that happens for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, hi, everyone. And welcome to Obsessed. A podcast about our totally normal. And definitely not alarming obsession. <laughs> that right there is Ariana. <laughs> and that's Jeff. And, and today, oh, we are talking about coffee. Coffee. <laughs> also, Ari and I are practicing extreme social distancing measures, and we are recording this episode remotely from two different states. I'm in New Jersey, and Ari is in New York. Yes, this is our first time recording remotely, so um, apologies if it sounds a little different, but we are trying our best, and it is 2020, so we're able to do this now with technology. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's recording, but I hope it is. <laughs> As it's recording, so we will see. <laughs> if you have to trust it. But yeah, so we thought that this topic was appropriate for our current circumstances. Um, I don't know about you, Ari, but I, I feel like because we're a bit more sedentary and kind of staying indoors and not getting as much uh, vitamin D and sunlight, um, I've just been kind of exhausted. So I've been relying heavily on coffee to keep me alive. Same. Um, I mean, I do that pretty much every day, but I do agree that because of this, like there's just, I guess, kind of less incentive to... Um, really be awake and try and do other things. So I have felt a little more lethargic than usual. Um, and also the activity of making coffees has like made me excited again. Me too. So it, I, yeah, I'm really happy we're talking about this topic now because it's something that Jeff and I both feel very passionate about and we're not entirely sure when we should kind of bring this up and it's perfect for now because everyone's getting creative with making coffees at home because we have nothing else to do. Yeah. And I, I think um, coffee has been a topic on our list for obsession episodes for like since the very beginning. Um, and like you said, now is like the perfect time to talk about it. Um, yeah. And make sure that you guys are listening till the very end because we have a super special guest who's a bit of a coffee expert and she's going to go over some fun tips and tricks for what to do at home. So make sure you listen. And I would just like to say the correct spelling of coffee is C-A-W-F-E-E. <laughs> for for uh, those that come from the Bronx. <laughs> Yes, we're Italian-Americans, predominantly from the Bronx and probably Staten Island. So, yes. And my favorite mug ever, actually made by a designer that Jeff is friends with. Yes, Christina Filler. Shout What's out to her. Cr- 
uh, Christina Filler. She yes. designed all those like coffee and like sugar and pepper. Yeah, uh, it's shout out to her. Her designs are amazing. And actually, I think her line is called Brook- Brooklyn Knees. Anyway, I digress. Ari, but- question for you though. So now that we are living in a state of quarantine, um, would you say that your coffee intake has increased? So like how many coffees do you drink a day now compared to a typical day? Okay. So it's actually decreased. Um, I used to do three a day and I only started doing three a day, like a few months ago. Um, and I think it usually does pick up for me in the winter. So that's not that crazy, even though I'm sure to listeners three a day is psychotic, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I used to do three a day in the office right before this happened. And now at home, I limit myself to two. I could probably get away with one. There are certain days that like, I just don't remember to make my second cup and I'm fine. But I, like I said earlier, I'm actually enjoying and I look forward to making coffee. So I do two a day. Yeah, I would say for me, I'm drinking more. I'm kind of at like three minimum. (laughs) Oh, damn. But I'll cap myself off at four because I don't want my heart to explode. (laughs) Oh my God, Jeff. I didn't know you were drinking that much. Yeah, but I also feel that um, the first cup of coffee in the morning is always the best tasting. And any subsequent coffee after that. It's just like, it's a little, it's a less uh, fulfilling in my opinion. Yeah. I think the subsequent cups are there literally to just give you that caffeine boost. Whereas the first, like you said, it kind of like sets you up for the day. So it's really important for that cup to be the best. Yeah. And as soon as and I it open, does taste the best. Absolutely. And whenever I open like the tub of Folgers in the morning, I just take a big whiff of it and it just like, oh, I, I almost want to cry thinking about how good it smells. <laughs> <laughs> um, you and your Folgers. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love your obsession with Folgers, but if Jeff and I are ever making coffee, I'll let him make his first in the coffee maker, and then I go in with my coffee, which is not Folgers. Yeah, Cafe Bustello. <laughs> my Cafe Bustello, not shitting on Folgers, but it's just very funny. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. So that's pretty much it, but I like to do the hot in the morning. Like, I always start my day with a hot coffee, and then my second cup is usually iced. Ooh, that's interesting. I would say, yeah, like, t- this morning I already had two cups. I'm actually working on my second cup right now, and I was contemplating making iced coffee for my third. You should so. do that, yeah, because you know what I've been doing now that we're home? I've been making like almost a full pot in the morning instead of just a serving for my one cup and um, pouring my one cup in the morning hot. And then I put the rest in the fridge and I leave it for when I want my iced. So I don't have to go and make another cup. Because I've been making full pots too and I've been drinking the entire pot. So... <laughs> well, how big are your mugs? Because that definitely affects it. Like, I'll purposely. I, I don't think take- they're not like they're not huge. I would say they're on the smaller side for sure. Okay, so I if I know like I have a lot to do, I'll pick my biggest mug in the morning and I'll fill that shit up, and it's like three cups of coffee in one. Ooh, you have gotten this down to a science, <laughs> guys. I got this. I have my scooper, like the correct size scooper. I'm freaking ready. <laughs> but um, I was actually doing some research about the the benefits of coffee. Um, do you know of any off the top of your head? I mean, other than making me a bearable human being. <laughs> 
I uh, I don't know anything. <laughs> well, so um, share. this one site I found, um, it says that coffee consumption may lower a person's risk for heart disease and an early death. And coffee was once like vilified for uh, messing with your, your sleep, you know, because if you drink it like too late in the, the afternoon or the evening, it could actually disrupt your, your sleep cycle. But it actually, well, like, okay, rule number one, don't drink it before bed, first of all. Right. I mean, why would you? <laughs> why but, would, at, like, imagine someone, like, right before bed, like, their nightcap is coffee. Yeah. Um, no, I don't do no, that. No, don't I, do I, that. Yeah. <laughs> but also, coffee contains several antioxidant components, including polyphenols, which I don't know how to pronounce. They have a healthy anti-inflammatory effect. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think, you know, coffee as, like, a base is isn't unhealthy but then once you start adding like all the starbucks and dunkin donuts like sugary concoctions to it that's what makes it uh more unhealthy yeah exactly and like people the people that say like oh my god coffee is so bad for you it's because they assume that every person that drinks it is is making a concoction like this or right six packets of sugar and yeah. that's not how i drink it just so. like the the order that uh, emma roberts had in screen queens like that is not to me that's not coffee that's a dessert you know exactly if you go and basically get a milkshake with like a little shot of espresso that's not coffee yeah and all that sugar um in the syrups those already are going to give you an energy boost so just adding more caffeine on top of that like you're asking for adverse health effects for sure. Um, and I actually read something interesting that Starbucks sells a double chocolatey chip cream frappuccino. First of all, that name is ridiculous, but sounds delicious. <laughs> double um, chocolatey chip cream frappuccino. Yeah, like, exactly. What? <laughs> I'm like out of breath saying that. But that <laughs> contains 52 grams of sugar, which is the same amount as a 16 ounce Coca-Cola. So mm-hmm. like, you know, in, in the morning, you, you don't think about that, that you're drinking the equivalent sugar amount as a Coca-Cola, which is like, it's, it's crazy. So that's like starting your morning with a fucking Coke. Yes. Yeah. Um, like the, the equivalent, I guess. Which is that crazy. is crazy. Also, that makes that makes me, I, you know, I'm the biggest like sweets person. I have the, the most insane sweet tooth ever. But that right there makes me feel sick. I know. And, and I guess like mentally, you don't think about like if you're drinking all that stuff, it's like different from eating like sugary foods like, i don't know maybe you just don't think of it as being as unhealthy because you're not like spending the time to like chew it you're just like slurping it down i don't know if that yeah, has any that's psychological true. that's true but like for me i think if i'm gonna have something sweet i want that experience of eating it i don't want to just slurp it down in like five minutes yeah well actually those very sugary drinks with like cookie crumbles and everything from starbucks i do like kind of like chew on it because i do want to savor that flavor <laughs> <laughs> um Something um, else I read was that the American Academy of Pediatrics, they recommend that children between the ages of 12 and 18 consume no more than 100 milligrams of caffeine per day, which is the amount in a single eight ounce cup of coffee. And as mentioned before, because caffeine can disrupt your sleep and children actually require more sleep than adults. And it can also reduce calcium absorption, which negatively affects proper growth. So that's why they say that children shouldn't be drinking coffee. Also, I don't think it tastes good for children to be honest no i don't it's one of those things it's like vegetables right as you get older your palate changes and you actually start to enjoy things that were disgusting to you when you were little yeah and you also start noticing how they affect your your body both inside and out right right oh my god that is really interesting i mean i also couldn't imagine like sitting down and having a coffee as a child and like what 
parent really would do that. But um, and not that that's bad parenting. I just think it's like funny. Yeah, I just, I mean, as a, I don't, I did not like the taste of coffee as a kid. Like my dad was a huge coffee addict and he had to actually wean himself off like maybe 10 years ago. And now he drinks tea just to get that, that hot beverage fix. Um, but Ari and I actually uh, posted on Instagram and asked a bunch of our friends, like when they started drinking coffee. Um, and for you, Ari, when, for what, for you, when did you start drinking coffee? Okay, so I drink a lot of coffee and I love coffee, but I actually didn't start drinking it until I I started my first full-time job right after college. After college? After college. Oh my gosh. So, right, I miraculously made it through college without coffee. I would have the occasional um, like caramel macchiato or I would just like participate in Starbucks macchiato days. Yeah. Um, again, which is, is not coffee. I was literally doing it for like the flavors. Right. Um, and yeah, I just, I never liked the taste of just a cup of coffee. And I also, I guess I didn't think I needed it. And it wasn't until I started my full-time job, literally like two days after we graduated that I realized, wow, um, work is hard and I'm tired all the time. And then with that, because I just like had to drink it, I started to learn like better ways to make it and what I actually liked. And so now I love it. And it's just become a part of, in a weird way, like my personality, which I think is so strange. I, I know a lot of people that are, are like that. Like you just can't think of yourself without having a coffee a day. But yeah, I didn't start till I was, what, 21? Wow. So it was, yeah, it was pretty late, I think, compared to most of our um, listeners that responded on Instagram and most of our friends. Yeah, because um, from the responses that we got, it seems like the average was that most people started around like 17, 18. Some even said they started as early as like 12 and 13. But if you think about it, I think it makes sense that you would start after high school because that's when um, when you start college or if you start like a full-time job, um, you really do need that extra caffeine boost. And maybe for you, Ari, like did you not have a lot of 8 a.m. or like early classes? So maybe you didn't really need that caffeine boost in the morning. You know what? I was an expert napper. Oh, there we go. So I would I would have a lot of 8 a.m.s, but I would just be like a zombie in my 8 a.m. And then I wouldn't have another class for hours afterwards. So I would literally, like I would wear my pajamas to class, come back home and <laughs> nap until I had to do something else. So that's probably why. Yeah, you cheated the system with that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but now I can't nap to like save my life. And I don't know if it's because of the caffeine. But also, when do we have time to nap? I mean, I guess now being in like quarantine and self-isolating, we do have a little bit more time to to get some shut-eye. But I don't know. We're still pretty busy. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, um, but actually, I asked... So my, my dad and my stepmom drink the most coffee I've ever seen a human being consume um like at least three cups a day and late at night too it won't necessarily yeah it won't necessarily be their nightcap but it'll be at like eight o'clock and every time i'm there they're like do you want a cup of coffee it's eight nine o'clock at night i'm like no and they're (laughs) able they're able to sleep after drinking that no problem sleep like a baby wow and so i was really curious when they started drinking and i think for my dad it was around like 17 which was pretty average but my stepmom um she's full puerto rican my stepmom said literally two years old no joke what like 
how who was giving her this coffee her parents her mom who is like just like a wild puerto rican she's so funny um apparently she was giving her coffee since she was two so yeah my stepmom has been drinking for a very long time and that i will say is definitely ingrained in her personality and from the <laughs> two of them that is that's how i like kind of learned i guess sort of the art and some little neat tricks with making coffee, but I could not believe that. Well, that blows my mind. Cause usually with like infants and, and babies, you want them to sleep a lot. You know, you want them to get their naps in whenever they can. But I guess your uh your stepmom's mom wanted her to stay up all day and all night. I don't know. I guess so. And I don't think it was like full cups, you know, but um <laughs> she like put it in the bottle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's making her like little lattes in the bottle. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I, I know that that was like the first time that she's ever tried it or whatever. So, which it's just very funny. <laughs> I love that. That Yeah. That's definitely like the earliest coffee drinker that I've ever heard of. <laughs> right. And you said it was when for you again, college? Oh, um, I didn't say, but thank you. Oh, you didn't say, sorry. I I don't think I did. I don't remember if you said it. Yeah, Yeah, wait. wait, I actually don't remember if I did. Anyway, I'll say it again. Um, I think for me, it was around like 17, 18. Definitely when I went to college. Um, Actually, my senior year of high school, when I went to Italy, um, that's when I started getting introduced to like vanilla cappuccinos. And I think that was the like gateway into the coffee world for me. But... I actually didn't like the taste of coffee at first. So I'd always try to find like the perfect blend of like sugar and syrups and cream. So it was, it was very, very sweet. I had like an inch of sugar at the bottom of my Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee uh, cups. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But then I think as I've gotten older and what some of our um, listeners have like written to us was that as they've gotten older, they've kind of, they're on that path to drinking like straight up black coffee. Whereas when you're younger, you, I think, want more of like a sugary, like syrup to kind of mask the flavor of coffee. And then as you get older, you start to either lose your taste buds or just appreciate the true taste of coffee. Yeah, I, yep, I agree with that as well. Um, but I will say, Jeff, you still, you still get um, some interesting fr- flavors. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I like to, tr- you know, if a new flavor comes out at Dunkin' Donuts, like the banana split iced coffee, I'm going to try it, you know, <laughs> don't knock until you try it. <laughs> <laughs> What's like the craziest flavor you've tried? The craziest flavor? Oh god! I um at Dunkin' <sighs> is it, it's probably the banana split, but I feel like they always have something insane, like a uh, blueberry pie, or yeah, or like they have all the Girl Scout flavors, mm. like Thin Mints, and like that's just pure. Like I'm drinking pure like chocolate syrup at that point. Oh my god. Um, it sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually I read at Star- um I read that Starbucks offers more than eighty seven thousand different drink combinations. Um, and that's based on a twenty fourteen study. So I could only imagine that it grew since. Oh, then. that is insane! Eighty seven thousand with like how many ingredients? Honestly, yeah. Well, it's ingredients. It's like temperature that they they kind of threw that in there. Like different toppings, different milks, different brewing methods. I'm sure. Yeah, but it's funny too because whenever I go to Starbucks, sometimes I'm like struck with such panics. So I'm like, oh god, I don't know what to get. <laughs> but there are like literally so many different combinations I can get. Most uh, of which are like probably not really good for you. But what are you gonna do? That's okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Speaking of like what we like to drink, what is your favorite coffee to order? Um, 
For me, I love, okay, I used to work at a bagel shop and I have to say that we made the best iced coffee. They recently closed down and I don't want to say that it's because I quit, but <laughs> I do think I was <laughs> a reason. You have not worked there in years. <laughs> okay, but but I don't know if it's a coincidence that after I left the bagel shop, they also folded over. They went out of business. So just saying, <laughs> no, but we used to make the best iced coffee. Mind you, it was just like hot coffee that we put in the fridge. But our technique was to melt the sugar first using hot coffee, pour that in the bottom, then add ice, then add the iced coffee. Um, and for me, that was probably like the best iced coffee ever. Like anytime I do go to a place, if I see that they do have that option to melt the sugar, if they even under, like I know Dunkin' Donuts, they don't understand really how to like customize orders. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say like an iced coffee with melted sugar with um now i've gotten into like oat milk with oat milk um and that is my ideal drink i would say what about you Mm, um so for me i usually do you know pretty much black coffee we'll we'll get into it later with like a little bit of almond milk but my favorite drink to order when i'm home in the bronx and when i want to treat myself is from this place called slave to the grind up in bronxville which i'm literally obsessed with um it's like my sunday tradition when i'm home to go with my friends but they have the best chai ever and so i get a iced filthy vanilla chai with almond milk yes it's about seven dollars um <laughs> but it's the most unbelievable drink and that's as sweet as i would go it mm. tastes so good but that is a like once every few months kind of treat um but then also that pumpkin cream cold brew that we had first oh, in seattle when we went, yes. when we went to visit <gasps> i know i was gonna say that but that's a seasonal beverage, but right. I dream about that all the time. <laughs> Guys, when it comes back out in a few months, seriously, like I don't drink pumpkin spice lattes. We, we did a whole episode on pumpkin spice latte. So drink, uh, I mean, not, not drink to that, listen to that. <laughs> and drink to that. <laughs> and drink to that. Um, but I'm telling you, this pumpkin cream cold brew is one of the most delicious coffee drinks I've ever had in my life. And so I'm very excited for that to come back. Oh, I know. Love, love, it is, love. It is a game changer. But um, what? So, what about that drink though? Not the pumpkin spice, but what about it is like filthy? Like, what part Ooh. of like the preparation process um will would give it that name? Oh, she's so dirty. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I sound probably pretentious when I say things like dirty and filthy, but I only say them at you know, coffee shops that, that know what that is and use that terminology. I would never go to Dunkin'. I'm probably not even Starbucks and be like, can I have a filthy latte? Um, because I just sound like a loser. But what does it mean though? Yeah. Okay. So dirty means that you're adding one shot of espresso to the drink. Okay. So chai, for instance, is usually prepared as a latte, right? Like it's chai is tea. So Whenever someone orders a chai, it's a, it's a chai tea latte. And if I'm making it dirty, I'm actually turning it, it into a, I'm actually turning it into a coffee beverage by adding a shot of espresso. Got and it. Filthy means that you're adding two shots of espresso. Okay, so if I order like a chai clean, that just means chai without any espresso added. <laughs> you don't have to say clean; you just say chai. Okay. I'm going to say clean next time, though. I okay. They'll, they'll probably be like, uh, what? <laughs> I'm like, I got you. 
You're like a clean, um, just like a nice chai, please. Look like, sir, yes, we clean all the, the dishes. I don't know. A, a prude chai. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is uh, oh my god, Jeff. It's unreal. Um that and anyone really that good. lives close to, I guess, Bronxville, the Westchester area, if you haven't been to Slave to the Grind, you have to go there. Like we are not affiliated with them at all. I'm just obsessed with that place. So go. Anyway. Yeah, you'll have, you'll have to take me. Yes, I'll I'm take. Sold. Yeah, uh, how have we? How have we not gone together before? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we have to change that. But after quarantine, we yeah. have a laundry list of things we're going to do <laughs> post quarantine. Post quarantine, but um, I did read something interesting on Doctor Oz because I was curious, like, if your coffee order like meant or said anything about who you are as a person. So according to Dr. Oz, um, black coffee drinkers are like straight up, straightforward, like non-bullshit people, which I guess makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Whereas double decaf, like soy, extra foamy people tend to be more obsessive and controlling. Cool. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And, Latte drinkers tended to be more neurotic and being people pleasers, while those who drink instant coffee had a greater likelihood of being procrastinators, which I actually agree with because when I'm feeling super fucking lazy, but I need some caffeine, I'll go straight to my instant. And I'm like, this is it. Even though I do love the way my instant coffee tastes, um, that's when I'm feeling very, very lazy, and it makes sense to be a procrastinator. I would almost think that it would be like the opposite. Like you're so busy that you don't even have time to create to brew a pot of coffee, so that you resort to instant coffee just so you have more time to accomplish whatever tasks you're doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean that's definitely a way to look at it, and I would think about that as well because uh, that's actually. If I'm thinking about it now, it's actually when I do make instant because I don't really have time to make to brew a cup. Yeah. So you're probably right. I mean, it's like <laughs> Dr. Oz. I actually don't know how many people they uh, polled to get this or <laughs> or uh, like sat down with. Right. Um, but finally, the super sweet coffee drinkers, um, you know, like your banana splits or your frappes or things like that, apparently are just like. Um, overgrown children who retain the taste buds and sensibilities of children, which I also love because whatever, who cares? Yeah, I'm, okay. Um, I just want I want to clarify. I do order them on occasion, but it's not my. I don't have them every single day. That'll be more of like a special treat for me. It's not something that I would have like to start my work day every morning. You know. <laughs> Yes. No, I know. I'm making it sound like Jeff drinks these ridiculous drinks all the time. He doesn't. I actually don't even remember the last time I saw you drink one. Yeah, it's been a while, but I'm sorry yeah. for getting a little defensive, but that, you know, <laughs> no, I felt, I felt attacked, Ari, by, <laughs> by you and Dr. Oz. <laughs> you had to clear the air. It's yeah. fine. I get it. <laughs> um, and then, okay, of course I had to do this. I had to see what coffee order went with our astrology signs. Here we go, people. <laughs> It's been a while since we brought up astrology, so I was like, let me do it. I wanted to see if they were right. Um, okay, so apparently for Sagittarius's, our go-to coffee order is espresso, 
which I would agree with because I yeah. love espresso. And it says that um, you seek the truth and you're not afraid to call BS when that gets threatened. And uh, for Sagittarius, the way that we'll be able to tell if a coffee shop is legit, it's based on the way their espresso tastes. And I do like that because usually when I'm trying out new coffee spots, I'll either get, I'll either try their chai latte if I'm in the mood or just a plain like single origin cup of coffee or espresso because that's how I'll gauge like if I like the taste and if I'm really going to go back there. So I feel like that makes sense. Um, and it says that Sagittarius is do go for the espresso because we're always on the move and we need something that doesn't take too long to drink, which is actually the first time I ever started drinking espresso because I was like, shit, I don't have time to finish a full hot cup of coffee. So I need like a shot to down and I need my caffeine boost stat. So I agree with this actually. Yeah. And just based on pure observation and just knowing you, I could attest to that as well. <laughs> okay. So you ready for Pisces? Yeah, yes. I don't know. Am I going to be offended? Probably. No, not at all. <laughs> I think it's true. And I actually love this. So um, it says for Pisces that your go-to order, well, I guess treat really, would be an affogato, which, do you know what that is? Nope, I never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> she um, is like a really yummy dessert type coffee where it's ice cream, like it's literally ice cream topped with shots of espresso. And it's like an Italian treat thing and, and Starbucks sells it as well. Um, I think... I think I got it when we went to Seattle the last time and you tasted it. It was like the cold brew um, oh, coffee, uh, the cold yes. brew ice cream drink. It was amazing. So yeah, basically it says that Pisces kind of go for this because, um, uh, wait, because you're easygoing, compassionate nature makes everyone want to be around you. And you oh. like to like, <laughs> yeah. And you like to kind of blur the line between fact and fantasy. And so you have something that does have coffee, but it also um, is like super fun and uh, something that like family and friends can drink as well with the ice cream portion. Oh my gosh. I love that. I feel like that's pretty accurate. And an avocado, yeah. if you guys have not had one or I mean, it's delicious. How could it not be unreal? That sounds amazing. I don't want to say that I'm salivating, but I'm salivating. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I want it right now. <laughs> love that. That's wow. Those are really, that's really interesting. I'm glad that you did some research on that. Cause I didn't even think that there was any kind of like correlation yeah, and I'm trying. I was trying to read some other ones and like remember who is what sign to see if that's what I would peg them as. Um, and I don't. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's I feel I'll, like I'll put the link out so people can can read and see if if they agree with that. Yeah, I would love to explore more. And I also feel like when I was dating, like how. Oh wait, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, when I was dating, I, I think that like how some how a guy like ordered their coffee that it also changed my opinion about them a little bit. <laughs> like if a guy wasn't a coffee drinker, I I would like swipe left on them. <laughs> like I don't even want to hear why you're not like I, I want to maybe go on a coffee date with you. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I kind of I kind of agree with that. Like I was just I come across profiles sometimes, and they're like. 
um, ne- like, would you believe that I've never had a cup of coffee? And I was like, on one hand, I think that's amazing that you've made it to this point in life where you haven't had, you haven't needed coffee. But on the other hand, like, again, it's thing, it's it's what I like to do. I love to go to new coffee shops. I love to try um, different blends and like make it at home and have a French press and a coffee maker and, you know, just like try different things. And I feel like if we can't do that, like you're missing out on a big piece of my life. Yeah. And maybe they're not as adventurous as we would like them to be. Cause I also think a lot of times, like anytime Ari and I have traveled together, um, whether it was like Salem or Seattle or Iceland, some, a lot of the, um, some of like the smaller activities that we would do is trying new coffee shops and seeing what kind of concoctions they make there. Cause a lot of them are very specific to those regions. And um, I think it does make us more like adventures and it does give us um, a sense of like what local life is like in those areas. Um, so yeah, it's a part of, of what I, what, whenever I go on a trip, it's like a part of that whole experience. Yeah. I agree with that. And I love that you said that, um, anywhere I've gone, I've made like specific lists about the coffee places that I either have gone to or really want to go to. Like I still have them on my phone and, and it's, it's an experience going to a cafe. It's not just for the coffee. It is, um, you know, you see like what that local spot does, what they want to highlight, like how it's decorated. So it's definitely, it's just a thing. And I feel like if you don't drink coffee and you don't part- participate in that, like that's a big part of my lifestyle. So I don't know if we're going to really mesh well. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you brought that up, Jeff, because I wanted to talk about coffee from around the world. Just uh, coffees that I've noticed or had or really like, or just like remember because they're so interesting. And I want to see like what you think about some of these. And I'm sure you've had at least half of them. I'm going to start with something that I drink every single day. Uh, it is a very, very Hispanic thing. It is called Cafe Bustelo. And it is probably the strongest, most powerful coffee I've ever had, which is why once I started drinking it, I have not looked back. It's literally like a vacuum sealed brick for $3. You can get it anywhere, like any uh, supermarket, any bodega. It is very cheap. It's pretty much like the best of the cheaper coffees. And I feel like if you didn't grow up with Cafe Bustelo somewhere in the house, you're not really Hispanic. Like you need to, <laughs> you need to really think about life because it is just a staple in the house. Like my dad always had it, the block in the freezer, which no, they don't do anymore because it actually makes the coffee bean stale. Um, oh, that, interesting. That's, yeah. That's like an old school kind of mindset where, yeah. where you actually, people used to think that it would maintain the coffee beans and make it last longer if you put it in the freezer. And that's not actually true. So don't do that anymore. Yeah, but, I mean, I refrigerate my uh, coffee beans and coffee grinds because I, I find that it does taste better, I think. or I do, longer. yeah. When I used to put the Cafe Bucel in the freezer, I did kind of like the taste and like, I guess the juxtaposition of like a really cold grind and then having hot coffee. I don't know. It was probably just something that I made up in my brain, but I don't do it anymore. Um, but I think it's fine to put it in the fridge. Anyway, Cafe Bustelo, it's very hard to start drinking that and then go away from it because it is so strong. So if you do like a very strong cup, this should be your go-to and it's super cheap. So just give it a try. But it uses um, 
Robusta beans, which which gives it its like caffeine punch. Um, just again, that name, just the name alone, Robusta. Like it's going to have a more of a, of a robust taste. Uh, right. <laughs> exactly, and it's a Cuban style um, coffee. It just it tastes. It's very very strong, and so again, warning: if you don't want that much caffeine, this might not be for you. But it's not. Give it a me. shot, Ari. I. Love that you drink it, but I don't love it for myself. <laughs> why? Why don't you like it? Because it's too strong. It's too strong, but also that I've seen the scooper that you use, and I'm pretty sure it's more than the recommended amount. <laughs> Jeff, so. the scooper is. I swear, it's from Starbucks. It is the scooper that you're supposed to use when you're making coffee. But maybe you're onto something that I probably shouldn't use that scooper for Cafe Bustello. Yeah, I think, yeah, use a, a smaller measuring. Uh, mm. <laughs> well, I'm not going back now because this is just like my standard. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe maybe I will try it again, but I'll measure it myself and I'll see if I like it. Yeah, you use just like a regular tablespoon. Yeah, and that's, you know, I usually do like a tablespoon of like ground coffee per, per cup of water. Um, but you use like a full cup of coffee grounds for a tablespoon of water. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the scooper, technically you're supposed to have two tablespoons of coffee per cup. So the scooper is two tablespoons um, and Jeff only uses one. So that's fine to each his own. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Agree to disagree. You know, it's fine. Agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. And so now I want to go get into the way Italians drink coffee. And Jeff, you could totally weigh in here because you lived in Italy for a little bit. See, um, <laughs> And I just love Italian coffee and the way that they actually consume it. So, I I mean, we're both Italian. And so coffee was a big part of my life growing up, too. Just my mom and my nanny and my Zia and everyone. And I'm sure everyone knows that Italians friggin' love their espresso. That's like the predominant way to consume caffeine and coffee in Italy and for Italian-Americans. But... Actually, in Italy, like it's very common to have a cappuccino in the morning with breakfast and then move on to, you know, just like a macchiato in the middle of the day and then an espresso after dinner. So you will never see anyone in Italy, unless you're a tourist, order a cappuccino after noon because there's so much milk. And so it's for them, you know, they don't think that it's more for digestion purposes to have a cappuccino later in the day. Yeah. um, I thought uh, Italian coffee culture was it was fascinating to me um they don't really have like takeout coffees like we do here they don't really have like like starbucks and dunkin donut style we could just like, go in for maybe spend like four minutes there and get a cup to go um they really do value the whole like act of ordering a coffee sitting down with a friend and sitting in a cafe for like hours and just catching up and talking and conversing and kind of like what you said they do drink certain types of coffee at certain points of the day. And that was something that I couldn't get used to. And I, I would go to places and ask for like hot coffee to go. And they would literally give me like a solo cup, like a plastic solo cup with hot coffee to the point where the cup was like pretty much melting as I was leaving the the store, the, the coffee shop or the cafe. <laughs> oh wait. I love the Italians are like, Oh my God, here we go. Another American. Let's put in a solo cup. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was even like thinner plastic than a solo cup. I was like, okay, fine. I won't do this again. Jeez. <laughs> oh my God. That's really yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. If you're in Italy and you order like a regular, it's called cafe. Um, you're not going, 
going to get a cup of coffee. You're going to get espresso. So that's like a regular coffee to them. It's espresso. And they also, I'm sure you saw this when you were in Italy, it's also common to um, drink your coffee at the bar. So like if you go to uh, a cafe, they have a whole coffee bar and it's normal for people to like stand at the bar and drink their coffee and like talk to people and stuff like that. I do wish that we had places like that here with like coffee bars and that we did value more of like the social interactions when it comes to drinking coffee because it is like a good way to like catch up with friends. It's like a cheaper way to do that. You don't always have to like go out for expensive cocktails or expensive meals. Like just getting a cup of coffee. That's like a nice way to just uh, to converse with people. Yeah, I love that. Um, and also something that I learned in Europe in general when I like first lived in London um, is what an Americano really is. You know, you're younger, like you just start drinking coffee and then you go to Europe somewhere and you're like, okay, they don't do filtered coffee here, like a regular cup of coffee. What can I get that is the, the closest to a cup of coffee? And it's always the Americano. But it wasn't until I was living in London and actually saw an Americano um, be made that I realized what it actually was. It's literally a, a shot of espresso and the rest of the mug is filled with hot water. I didn't know how it was prepared, but I what I did know is that I didn't like it very much. <laughs> um, yeah, whenever, it's like very strong. It's, it's very bitter tasting because it's espresso. So if you don't like that. Yeah. And I, I feel like whenever I would be abroad or like, or yeah, like in Europe or, or any um, areas like that, I would usually resort to a cappuccino because like that, I, I, I know what I'm going to get. Whereas if you order coffee, who knows what variation of coffee or espresso you're going to actually be receiving. Yep, exactly. And it's just funny throughout the years, like when we were abroad, there was no such thing as like just a regular filtered cup of coffee or iced coffee, like forget it, unless it was like a frappe in Italy or or Greece or something. But those concepts do not exist to Europeans. And now iced coffees exist throughout Europe because they've just been accommodating and like, you know, picking up on American ways of consuming coffee and also filtered coffee. So if you go to any of these European countries and you just want like a regular cup of coffee, they have on the menu filtered coffee. Yeah. That's the so best that's what you would order. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just funny that like over the years, like that even that has been changing. That's something that I've noticed. Um, and then two last ones that I'm obsessed with that I don't have often, but like literally love Vietnamese coffee. And I know I've brought this up to you a few times, Jeff, we have to, we have to make it or get it somewhere because it is so good. Yes, you did actually bring this up. Okay. Continue though. (laughs) Okay. So it is just like a bold French roast coffee drip through like a specific uh, Vietnamese coffee filter. I think it's called a Fin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's P-H-I-N. You can still have the ingredients of Vietnamese coffee without that. I just, I don't know exactly how it will taste, but you use a French roast coffee and you mix it with condensed milk. You can use sweet or unsweetened condensed milk. I've had it with sweetened condensed milk. It is unreal. And it's usually um, iced too. And it's so good. My friend made it for me a few times. I love it. You would you would really like it, Jeff. Is, is it like thicker than a typical yes. cup of coffee? Okay. 
Yep. It's thicker. It's almost like, um, have you ever had uh, Turkish coffee? I'm not really sure if I ever had <laughs> Turkish coffee. Yeah, so Turkish coffee is like really, really thick and you, and like it leaves the grinds at the bottom. So when you're oh. done, you can see it, it's like muddy almost. Oh, okay. I feel like right. I've, I've accidentally made Turkish coffee where like the grinds <laughs> kind of like seep through the filter, but. <laughs> oh my God. There's nothing more that I hate when I get like a regular cup of coffee somewhere and I'm like taking my last sip and it's just coffee grinds like I, I literally almost throw up I, my day is canceled when that happens <laughs> canceled it happened to me at work right before um coronavirus and i had to run to the bathroom and like spit it up oh my gosh <laughs> i didn't want to do it at my desk like what am i gonna do move turn around and spit out in my garbage can so everyone could see <laughs> Yes. Um, One of, going back to like coffee grinds, one of my favorite barbecue places, and I can't remember where I tried this. I think it was honestly in like Florida or something, but I ordered a rack of ribs and the barbecue sauce that they like smothered the ribs in had like little like coffee grinds in it because that supposedly enhances the taste of the barbecue. Oh my gosh. Yes. I've made steak before with a coffee grind, like salt mixture on the steak. It was like, and you wouldn't think that pairing those together would taste amazing, but it does. So good. And also another trick with coffee, when you make brownies or chocolate cake, you can add instant coffee and it enhances the chocolate flavor. Interesting. And that, that's like really easy to mix in too, because it's already a fine powder. Yeah, exactly. So that's, you'll find some recipes with that. And I'm telling you, they're bomb. Yum, though. Yum. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my last one. Sorry, I've been talking so much, but this episode (laughs) is about coffee. No, I'm learning Um, so much. (laughs) The last one is a Greek frappe. Oh, my word. They're so freaking good. So, and they're so easy to make. Jeff, we have to do this. Basically, all you need is a Nescafe instant coffee. I mean, I think in Greece, they use the classic Nescafe. Uh, you could buy that here. Yeah, I've seen but that. You use, but you could use any instant coffee. Um, so it's the, the Nescafe instant coffee, sugar, cold water, and ice cubes. And typically, the traditional Greek way is to use evaporated milk or like something heavier. So you could use half and half. Ooh. And the key is to mix all of those ingredients together in like some kind of shaker. So you could use a cocktail shaker, which I'm sure most people have. Yeah. And it makes it foamy. And that's what makes like the frappe part. And if you want, you could also use a frother if you have one, because the top usually has like a frothy layer, but you'll get that from shaking it. And it's unbelievable and it just makes me feel like i don't know i'm on vacation when i'm drinking it it's so good and oh, it's i like, need to try that that sounds yeah. like something that you could just make at, at home for sure yeah you can literally make it at home i'm sure yeah. most people have some kind of instant coffee and uh, you can get all the other ingredients which you probably have speaking of like froth and, <laughs> and evaporated <laughs> milk and whatnot um i know that you've been you tried that new trend that i've been seeing on instagram and like tiktok the whole like whipped coffee trend um i saw on instagram that you tried it and first of all like what how do you even go about making this concoction okay so it is actually very easy you mix equal parts um instant coffee it's supposed to be two tablespoons so two tablespoons of instant coffee of your choice two tablespoons of sugar and then two um tablespoons of um hot water and then you just either whisk that or use a mixer and it becomes like a a whipped sort of topping and you top 
a cup of milk of your choice, iced milk, um, with that and mix it up. And that is the whipped coffee trend. Interesting. Um, okay. So is that, so you just pour it on top of like a cup of milk? Um, yes. does it, so what does it taste like when, once you like mix the whipped coffee in? It like melted and dissolved right into the coffee immediately. And so I didn't really taste that much of a difference, but that is because I already had an iced coffee in the cup. Right. So I'm sure if you just had milk, you would taste it, but I did try it again and used a mixer, like a hand mixer. And the difference was obvious. And it did taste really good. And it actually isn't hard to clean. I don't like anything that is like really annoying to have to wash afterwards. And it came right off the cup. Um, And so I will say it's actually pretty yummy and it didn't take that much work. So would you recommend it to a friend? Yeah, I think it's just like a fun little activity to do. I recommend it for your like afternoon pick me up. Okay. Okay, wait. Something that I think you'll appreciate, Jeff, that I found on Reddit and I think is kind of crazy. Um, Uh Uh-oh. Ready? Yes. (gasps) Okay, Google, I'm not talking to you. My my Google... Sorry, I'm deleting that. (laughs) Oh my God, deleting what? (laughs) What is she deleting? Like, all of my info. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I don't know. She's deleting this entire episode? (laughs) (laughs) imagine she's like being moody my google home (laughs) um anyway and she's english i love her uh okay so i read on reddit that ketchup in coffee is actually a thing i'm i'm sorry what (laughs) in coffee (laughs) yes so apparently this um this person posted on reddit that they have a friend who's a coffee roaster and they recommended adding um a pinch of i don't even know what a pinch of ketchup would be but like a little bit of ketchup who's pinching ketchup first of all (laughs) yeah you don't pinch ketchup because that's disgusting (laughs) so i guess just squirt it a little bit in the coffee (laughs) Um, he says that that's a really good idea because apparently the vinegar in the ketchup balances coffee and brings it to a certain level of acidity and heightens the underlying flavors of the coffee. And apparently this person on Reddit gave it a a try and actually said that it was delicious and 10 out of 10 would recommend. Okay. If it's the the vinegar that is a main component, which changes like the, the flavor, can't you just put vinegar in your coffee and see how that tastes? You probably could, but, but ketchup already has a little bit of sweetness with it. So it probably tastes a little better in the coffee than just vinegar. Mm, you're right. Right? <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> but hey, give it a go. <laughs> I mean, it's that, for, after this episode, it sounds like you could add anything to coffee and it's acceptable, you know? <laughs> yeah. Actually, do you know what I drink in my keto coffee every morning? Um, is it butter? Because I've seen you do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's called Bulletproof Coffee. I drink it every single morning and it's black coffee with a tablespoon of butter. I use Kerrygold Irish butter. It's my fucking favorite. And a little bit of heavy cream. And um, you can use coconut oil or MCT oil. Mix it all up. And it is a buttery, oily concoction that tastes phenomenal. That Actually, that's something that I would try. Um, I think adding butter to anything would make it taste delicious. So I don't see why adding it to coffee would be any different. It is so 
so good. That does um, sound really good. Okay, everyone. So for those of you that don't know, my sister, my twin sis, Andy, her name is Andrea, lives out in Seattle and she's been working for Starbucks for years. Uh started off as a barista, but now she's actually graduated to a coffee master. Well, this was a few years ago. And that is the black apron at Starbucks. So you start with the green and then you make your way up to black to a coffee master, which is someone that is like a certified expert in coffee. Oh, I never knew. I never knew that. Yeah. It pretty much separates the pros from like just, you know, a plain old barista, which also they're great and they're very knowledgeable. But yeah, so she knows her shit when it comes to coffee. She knows everything. What If I'm ever with her at a Starbucks, I'm just like, I walk away and I'm like, you get us whatever. <laughs> um, and it'll always be something like so good. I, don't yeah, even- I, I have firsthand experience with that as well. Yeah, I don't even know like what they are, but she knows everything about brewing methods, coffee, the flavor, the blah, blah, blah. And her apartment is so freaking cute. She's a coffee station. I'll post a picture. Anyway, I'm saying all of this because we could not do a coffee episode without having her on it. So she is going to provide us with a little tidbit and some helpful tips on how to uh, get creative at home now that we're all in quarantine. So I'm going to leave it to her to provide that information, but I'm super excited. So here we go. All right. Um, thank you, Ariana, for that ridiculous and very flattering introduction. Um, yes, I'm Andrea. Uh, I've been working for Starbucks for about five years now, and I moved to Seattle, Washington two years ago. Um to open up a brand new reserve location. And uh, since then, I've been able to work in some really beautiful locations. I've met some awesome people. I've taken my craft to the next level. So, you know, I'm kind of a professional. I don't know. Um, I'm not an expert, but, you know, I like to think I know what I'm talking about. So um, I'm here today to uh, give you some tips and tricks to get the most out of your, you know, at-home brewing capabilities while we are stuck here in quarantine. So obviously there are like a lot of variables that go into brewing coffee. And these are things that maybe the average person doesn't think about, like the quality of your water. Um, Are you using filtered water? Extremely important. Please do that. We don't want any of that metallic uh, impurity filled flavor to um, mix with our coffee. It's not going to taste good. Uh, The freshness of your coffee, where you're getting it from, how long has it been on the shelves in the supermarket? Um, You know, how are you storing your coffee? Are you keeping it in the freezer or the fridge? Because if you are, please stop doing that. Are you storing it in an airtight container that is ideal? Or you can be like me and just keep it in the bag that it came in as long as you are sealing it properly when you're finished with it. You know, when was it uh, ground? Do you have a grinder? If you do, please make sure that you're grinding your coffee prior to brewing. If not, use it within the week Um, of it being ground. If there's a date on the back of the bag that says when it was roasted, use it within that month. That's going to be optimal. Also, are you grinding your coffee accordingly to your brew method, right? Is your coffee um, uh, being too coarsely ground? Are you using too much water? Are you going to over-extract your coffee or under-extract your coffee, basically making it bitter um, or sour? We don't want any of that. So 
um, ask me any questions you have about what you have at home and I can definitely uh, help you. So yeah, here are some more little tips. You can add some spices and whatnot to your coffee. You know, you can uh, also add like maple syrup, honey, vanilla, extract dried lavender if you want to get really bougie and creative you can also add like orange and lemon peels to cold brew that's delicious i love doing that um but i mostly just do cinnamon uh obviously you want to look on your bag and make sure that you know it says like hints of vanilla hints of cinnamon spicy sun-dried you know depending on that that's when I would start adding um, some different flavors. So you don't want to mix too many flavors together. It's just going to taste weird. All right. If you are using a paper filter, uh, please make sure that you wet it first. Uh, I see this time and time again. I see people not doing it and it drives me insane. <laughs> Pre-wetting your filter not only heats up your brewer, uh, but it also gets rid of that like papery flavor from the filter. So you start with a nice clean slate. Even if you're using a drip coffee machine, just wet the filter a little bit before you start brewing. Um, also, you want to make sure that you're blooming your coffee prior to brewing. Really what that means is you're going to saturate the grounds with water, let it sit for about 30 to 45 seconds, and then you're going to start with your concentrated pours or you're just going to close a little, you know, I don't even know what it's called. I don't really use a drip coffee machine, but you're just going to close the thing and you're going to press brew. Um, so just make sure that you're um, letting it bloom prior. That allows like any excess carbon dioxide to escape from the freshly roasted coffee. So just do that. Um, also, uh, make sure that your water is between 195 degrees and 205 degrees. I mean, ideally, you want to have 200 degrees. Um, this is why using like an electric kettle or having a thermometer on hand is going to be really important. Too hot of water will definitely burn the coffee and you'll, it just won't taste good. Also, while your coffee is brewing or you're uh, waiting for it to be finished, you can put any excess hot water in your mug um, to heat up the mug. It will just prolong the you know hotness of your coffee and it'll just we do it at work i just like doing it <laughs> what else uh oh if you have an espresso machine um you can invest in like a little handheld milk frother those are cheap um you can make some cappuccinos and lattes while you're at home while you're missing your baristas so yeah uh those are some tips and tricks and i hope that you guys take that and run with it and get creative again please reach out to me or ariana or jeff if you have any questions and happy quarantine Thank you so much, Andy. I can't wait to try all those fun hacks, especially now that we have all the time in the world to do that. Okay, so Ari, I think that there is a huge elephant in the room that we need to address. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so I am here to help answer the question, why does coffee make you Poop. <laughs> uh, so, Ari, do you, do you have any experience with this? <laughs> I mean, you know, I would love nothing more than to talk about my bowel movements on our podcast. But, <laughs> I mean, sure. I think anyone that drinks coffee has experienced this before. But I can't quite, like, remember the difference between when it happens and when it doesn't. Yeah. And I've noticed, too, because I definitely understand why this is a question why people experience it because i've also <laughs> experienced it um but i noticed that like because i start my morning off every day with coffee 
Um, when I'm really busy at work, I will still drink coffee. I'll still have a breakfast, but I don't have to go to the bathroom until later in the day. Once my day kind of like settles down. But if I ever have like a, um, a slower moving morning, or if it's a weekend, I'll notice that I would have to use the bathroom a little bit, uh, sooner than, than my busy days. Um, so for me, I think that it, a lot of it is more like a mental psychological um, inducing of that, that uh, the, the bowel movements. <laughs> yeah, possibly. And maybe it has to do with like how long it takes you to drink it, right? So uh, when we're running to work and we have to have our coffee to start the day, it's like super quick and it's just part of, of your regimen. Whereas on the weekend, you get to actually sip and enjoy it. And I find myself like reheating my coffee multiple times on the weekend just because we have the time to do so. So maybe that has something to play with it as well. Yeah. Well, so... Because you know you have time on the weekends to like... That's true. If you had to go to the bathroom, like you know that you can. Right. And and it it, like the coffee has time to actually start to digest because you're drinking it slowly. Yeah, that's... I think that's that's a good way of looking at it. But... um. So I, I Googled it because I was like, okay, there has to be like a science, science-backed research on this. But yeah. I was very disappointed with the results that I found. I, I watched multiple videos. I, watched, I read most, multiple articles about studies. And, to, to, um, and I was shocked to see that there has not been a large-scale study on this question at all. There really? Been, yeah, I feel um, like it's such a common thing, like at least that people f- you know, think happens. Yeah, I know. Well, so there have been a lot of smaller studies and this one case that I was reading about said that three in 10 people need to use the bathroom after their morning coffee. And in those three people, there was um, an increase in motor activity in their colon. So their their colon and their digestive tract was um, overactive. Um, so there were a couple different like hypotheses regarding this. Um, and one was that like, because coffee is typically the first thing that you put in your stomach, it triggers gastrolic reflexes, which kind of like begins the process of, um, of like digestion and like, um, and moving your, your bowels through your colon <laughs> or sorry, that made no sense. And sorry. <laughs> it, it triggers the, the digestion process and, and, um, the process of, um, of defecating, which I, I hate that word. Oh my God, um, my God. It's so, it's like, disgusting. Aggressive. But, I know, but we really can't talk about this topic without using some of these aggressive terms. I know. But, um, so yes, so for most people, coffee is the first thing that you put in your stomach. So like naturally you'd think like, oh, okay. So like, it's just because I have something in my stomach after a night of, of fasting. But the same thing doesn't happen if you drink water or other beverages or even like eat food. It takes a while for your body to like digest that. Um, so another um, thought was that caffeine, because caffeine is a stimulant, it also stimulates bowel, bowel movements. But decaf coffee also has a similar effect so that proves that it's not just caffeine Hmm. another thought was that coffee produces a lot of acid in the stomach which could then lead to bowel movement so that 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 was one study that wasn't super um confirmed or, or proven so what I found was that there's something, quote unquote, something about coffee that stimulates the receptors in your gastrointestinal system that causes your stomach and your colon to contract. And this 
always happens when you eat and always happens when you drink. But for some reason, coffee induces this process a lot faster. Um, but that has been inconclusive through anything that I've read. Oh my God. I am amazed that there's not more science to prove yeah does this well it's a number of factors because it's also like if you're lactose intolerant if you add milk and cream to your coffee which i do um you know that could kind of like induce a bowel movement a lot quicker but yeah people like this article i think from like time.com or whatever like a very reputable source said that quote unquote something in coffee stimulates this process a lot faster than any other food or beverage that you drink in the morning interesting yeah Wow. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I think that we spoke about coffee for like fucking an hour. Um, <laughs> right. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. I didn't really think that there was much to say about this topic, but we have beaten it dry. That's not a phrase, but I made it a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We've, we've beaten the topic dry. Yeah. Found, oh my God. I don't even know. But yeah, we, Hope you guys um, like this episode and learn some things about coffee and get even more creative with your creations at home. I think that's it, Ari. <laughs> I think that's it, Jeff. And here's to our first remote episode. Yes, let's hope it even sounds good. I don't know. Let's hope this even recorded. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, bye guys. Stay safe. Bye. <laughs>